This is BYBW, the Bishop Sycamore of sports gambling podcasts. That might be generous on our end. There's more something to aspire to. Capper likes that one. Uh, we got our, we are back, and that means we have our first big rubbers of the year. Rayman, why do you call it the big rubber? Oh, back to school. Week one at school will prove to my spouse that I'm not a fool. Big rubber all locked up, money safe and tight. I hope I don't lose it later during pack at night. Rain money, baby, lock of the week. Let's go. I'm so excited. Oh, man. Yeah, that is Rain Man. He is uh, called Rain Man because he doesn't understand basic social cues or things that are uh, relatable to other people. That was real bad, buddy. Uh, but I'm glad you're back. Oh, I'm Billy glad Madison the Big Rubber for the is back. Uh, no, we know. We've, we've heard of it, buddy. We've heard of it. We're familiar. <laughs> it's, pre, uh, it's preseason form. But in, in lieu of that, what you really need to give us to start off the year is your lock of the week, your Big Rubber, to get us, get us off right in the year. Who do you got? All right, we'll turn it back around after that awful intro. Ohio plus one and a half for Syracuse. One team is on the road with the notably terrible quarterback, Tommy DeVito, and one team's at home with a quarterback who is not the notably terrible quarterback, Tommy DeVito. Well, thanks for giving us that real barn burner of a pick in that game everyone wants to fucking watch. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, On the other hand, we got Capper. We'll hold him to task. Capper. Uh, who, who who decidedly went the other way with his big rubber, with his lock of the week. He's picking the game of the week and locking it up. Who you got, buddy? UGA plus three versus Clemson. You neutral site. Idiot. I thought it was official <laughs> before. I wrote it. I took a Sharpie out. I'm writing it on the dry erase board. I'm all in on the Georgia Bulldogs. They win this game outright. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. All right, this is BYBW, and we are, uh, frankly, just goddamn giddy for week one of college football season. We just finished up uh, watching this Ohio State-Minnesota game, um, which, uh, yeah, I guess Ohio State's defense a little underwhelming, but also tough spot to start off. Those skill players. Whew. Yeah, uh, not Master Teague. We don't need to talk about him. 50-1, to uh, one, Master Teague. Never forget Joe's Heisman pick, the third-string running back for Ohio State. Also didn't even look that great this game. Yeah. <laughs> Those and, other two and, backs, though. Yeah, I'm Trivion so glad. You, and, and, oh, man. Oh, man. You know, on that topic. He had a few good runs. On that topic, I'm so he glad okay. you, you brought that up because I wanted to talk about Nebraska football um, and mostly what, how fucking wrong you were about them. Are you embarrassed? Can you say you're sorry? That would mean a lot. Uh, I would, I would honestly, I, I am sorry for all the Nebraska fans. Not sorry for the listeners who bet it because I said it was week zero and the records didn't count yet. Get the mind right. The mind is right. We're ready to go this week. All that being said, fire Scott Frost. Uh, some of us were, were calling for this for a while, buddy. 
Uh, nothing good I'm, I'm on board. I'm sorry it took me this long to come around. He's a joke. He had a talent yeah. mismatch at UCF. He can't coach with the big boys. As He's long not. as you accept that you're a bad picker and a bad person. But we can move Never. on from this. Hey, Nebraska three football. years of positive picks, positive money. Let's start the mow right. Let's not be antagonistic in week one unless it's warranted. And practice picks do not warrant that. I'm gonna Come be. On, I'm gonna be super antagonistic. Like, what 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 podcasts like, have you been on, like buddy? Tri- we're talking about like training wheels for his his college uh, football picks in week zero. But <laughs> with a new season, I forgot how to ride a bike. <laughs> with a new season, we are bringing back one of our favorite celebrity cameo segments. Uh, and this is also Nebraska the, should have won that game. Just to be clear, uh, if they didn't oh, have, moved on. If they didn't, stop. They didn't have the all those miscues, but that's up. what Scott Frost. Are you can't, kidding me? He, at some are point, you kidding it's on the coach. Me right now, are Nebraska was the better team than Illinois. Shame on that. you. We're not going to. They play it. nine. They play ten it. times. They win seven. You know what? I wish I could mute him. I wish I wish I could mute you. Know, around the horn, mute me, Joe. But you can't. If this country were better, you'd be in prison for saying that. Uh, <laughs> we, we're going to get to a segment that we're very excited to bring back, and that is our celebrity cameo. And our first cameo of the season uh, does come from the world of sports, but it's a slightly, uh, you know, uh, one, of the t- one of the tougher players in sports. It is a guy who perhaps most notably um, attempted – to pass a ball into Kobe Bryant's face, and Kobe Bryant did not flinch. Uh, I'm talking about Matt Barnes, <laughs> the Ooh. goat. Uh, uh, he is on the uh, All the Smoke podcast, which is actually really fucking funny, and he is our first celebrity cameo, so let's listen to it, boys. Man, this is Matt Barnes here from All the Smoke, sending a big shout-out to Rain Man and Capper and their podcast, BYBW, uh, college football-focused podcast. And to answer your questions, Clemson and UGA, to be honest with you, I haven't followed up on either team because the season just started. Um, wow. I'm going to pick Clemson because they got a nice little track record of uh, winning of late. This guy has a sports so, podcast? I started following them. And then what current NBA player would be the worst NFL player? I'd probably say Boban just because he's so big. <laughs> and I know that when I played football, they always try to take my knees out, and I was only 6'8". This guy's like seven four, <laughs> only six eight. So I'd probably yeah. say Bobon. But anyway, man, uh, best of luck in your guys' pod and uh, take care, bro. Yeah, I, uh, wow, I not appreciate- saying Grayson Allen there is like a missing a layup. I do, I do appreciate, uh, I do appreciate just the allusion to Bobon playing football. That's something I, I'm thinking about a lot. Uh, Goal line package, line him up at the one, throw up a. Throw up a high, like, got to run that guy. Put him in there. Craziest wildcat ever. Just extend. Extend over the pile. Are you kidding me? Specialist. He would crumple. He would crumple. His knees would snap backwards. Put him in on the last play of the Super Bowl. (laughs) Make everyone try to jump up. The only way to play defense on it would be a P.I. Uh, Like, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Like, like, do like the Yao Ming toss-up in the end zone. It would work. I don't think he's going to get open quick enough. Boban, you know, it's literally just like a There's turn, no separation there. Stand. I don't know. We can have a whole separate and podcast. You're willing about to try it. Out. They should put Taco I, Fall out there and see what happens. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, fellas. I could talk about this for hours, possibly days. So we got to save this for a separate podcast. <laughs> separate hour-long it's, podcast. I'm I'm sorry. I I hate to inform you that this topic is 
way too interesting to me thinking about very tall <laughs> NBA players playing in the NFL. So let's get move on to our main event, the thing that people really want to listen to, and that is the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The Strong as an ox. Uh, this is the weekly. These are the picks that matter, the picks that count, the picks that make you money. We have two pickers here that are habitual over 60 percenters. I can attest to that or else I wouldn't be fucking wasting my time here. And that is especially true for college football season. This is our bread and butter. And we start with our locks of the week. And we are certainly not going to start with Rain Man's lock of the week because... Holy shit, barf. But Capper's lock of the week, which is also the game of the week, arguably game of the season. This game will determine. I feel like, it, it, well, you know what? That's a lie. Like I said, if yeah, whichever team loses, it can still very much make the playoff. But it, it does Except feel for maybe like. Clubs. Yeah. I don't, know. Uh, I don't know, man. I think they'd still make it. But regardless, we got UGA versus Clemson. Um, Capper, you like the dogs. Uh, Love the dogs. You like the dogs in this spot, and this oh, oh. is. Oh. I'm interested to see like where you're, where you, what are you looking at this from an analyst perspective? Because I am so torn here. I'm having trouble. I want to hear your case. Um, well, you start out with a line. It's a three. It was a soft two and a half just a couple days ago. Um. Two and a half laying t- like when they move the line to two and a half, that tells you kind of all you need to know about what they what side they want you to take. And to me, that's they want you to take Clemson because you're laying less than a field goal right there. Um, I, I just think Georgia is fucking good. I, I don't know what else to say. No about one's going to disagree an with you. Incredible defense. Um, and I think they finally got the offense they need with JT Daniels. Like I know he played really well last last year, especially to finish the season. But like this is his opportunity for a huge coming out party. Put his name front and center in college football. Put him on the Heisman watch list. Um, but I just can't get past how good this defense is. Secondary is incredible. Um, linebacker core is incredible. They've got athletes all over the field, and you're going to play against a freshman quarterback who's made one start in his, you know, college career. Week one, brightest lights. Take the more experienced team. Take the points. Take the Georgia Bulldogs. Like that's all there is to it. I, I, I mean, don't think you can call um, Georgia more experienced than Kendrick. Clemson here. You might be able to call the quarterback more experienced, but the team Cle- that, Clemson has way more experience playing in big games at neutral sites and showing up in them than Georgia has in recent memory. Uh, I, I'll push back. I'll push back. D- like, there, is, there, are no bigger, there are no bigger games to play in than in the SEC oh, week in stop. and week out. Okay. That's true. That's true. And now it's Super Conference, so sorry. It, if you don't like it, I feel like it's a little different leave. playing out-of-conference out games at NFL stadiums. I think Clemson has a lot more experience there. I don't think you can look at one team – 
uh, honestly and think that one of these teams has more talent than the other. So then it comes to who do you just think is going to be able to win? That's why I don't I don't know how to pick this game. I think three is the perfect line. Here's what I will say, Rain Man. To your point, though, I think Georgia I do wins have outright. a memory. I will say that I do have a memory of Clemson being outclassed in big spots recently, and referring to that LSU team that, of course, beat everyone, but also sure. Um, and against Ohio State, they got they were outclassed. Georgia yep. talent wise, arguably, arguably, if you, if you buy just the recruiting rankings, they've been recruiting a little, a touch better than Clemson. Same. Roughly the same. They have some great <laughs> Kirby Smart. What he did, he went out and got huge, huge transfers. Um, Darion Kendrick coming over from Clemson to anchor the secondary. Um, you know, they got. Um, yeah, they so got, you have well, to wonder they, why someone would leave the Clemson program to go to Georgia. Tyke Smith from West Virginia. They got Eric. Um, uh, they got the tight end. They got a ton of guys. I don't like, think is with yeah. them. I, I don't think he's I'm playing week one. I'm interested to see if uh, Darnell Washington ultimately plays. He's the tight end for them that I'm huge on. I really, really like him. Um, but I just. I know they lost. I know they lost Aziz, but like they, they still just have so much talent on that front seven. Um, Adam Anderson is just a monster at the linebacker position. It's just like there's so much there. And like, and DJ, like everyone loves DJ, and I love DJ. I think DJ is a very special player. But like, you're, you're going to throw him into the fire with against this defense. This is his first real, like, I mean, this is his first real start. Like, he basically was just a backup, like, hey, you're going to, you're going to play this week because like, this game doesn't really matter at all against Notre Dame last year, but like this is <laughs> he is a proud a representative. He is a proud representative of Bo Angles. He is sponsored, ready to get out there, a national figure. I do think the Notre Dame game was something that was good experience. I don't think you can throw it out entirely. Personally, this is a game I'm probably not gonna touch, but my gut talent wise leans Georgia, but my like I'm swayed just by the fact that Clemson seems to be the the team that wins this Has game. Has the Lord on their on, side. Yeah, based on the narrative. It's just like this is a game UGA, UGA loses, right? They lose these games. Am I not? Like, it just feels like no, they're not wrong at all they do. Also, they don't early in the season, though. Worth, worth That's pointing the thing. out. Like, they lose these games late in the year. This game is going to be played in Charlotte, which Clemson yeah. has a lot of experience going to a lot of ACC championship games in that stadium. Uh, so. Oh, if there's any sort playing of home field cupcakes. advantage, it would tilt to Clemson here. Obviously, it's not like playing a true home game, but something to All consider. Right. Look, it's a big rubber. Nobody pick. has. It's a big rubber pick. Nobody has more momentum. It, no one has than the SEC right now. It's it's week zero. No one has momentum by definition. It's like the boulder <laughs> is. What are you talking? <laughs> Let's go you're, now. You're Rayman, your, your lock of the week. Win the off season. Win the game. Your your lock of the week is uh, Ohio plus one point five versus Syracuse. The line is suspect. It doesn't look good for Dino Babers, whose seat is a little Not bit warm all. based on the line. So I'm guessing, are you looking at this and you're assuming people are going to jump on Syracuse thinking they're a bigger conference team and there's a reason why Ohio's... I'm guessing you would take Ohio outright. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I prefer to take the one and a half than the money line just because I think that one tends to be a key number. But the reason why I'm picking it, it's not because it's sexy, right? But in week oh, one... it's not sexy? And, Pretty sexy. And you see... 
You see the first certified check cetera of the season. You have to lock it up. The public, as you noted, Joe, overwhelmingly on Syracuse, the Power 5 team. What is that? That's a check. Ohio's at home. What is that? That's a check. Ohio preseason ranked 66 in the FEI. Syracuse ranked all the way down at 94. That's another check. S&P Plus and FPI also have Ohio to win outright over Syracuse. Another check. What do home dogs do, Capper? They bark money. And how does that sound? Give me a rough roof. It's like the Georgia Bulldogs. A little rough rough. That's another check. That's another check. Week one, we're already playing checkers, already writing checks without a checkbook. This game is a self-service. Get that automatic checkout. No need for a rain check. We're playing outside. It's a good old-fashioned check-a-palooza. <laughs> you did say check so many times there. I'll allow it. Uh, uh, Syracuse I, went one in ten last year. Ohio two and one. Uh, but you know, as <laughs> as we've learned in the Ohio State Minnesota game, just Johnson throw that out. So I guess we're throwing we out throw the them 20, out the window. Twenty twenty record. So ignore that last stat. Uh, we're throwing Syracuse out their three go combined the quarterback wins. system this year because uh, their quarterback is terrible. Uh, we've seen Tommy DeVito be bad for two years now. They also have Mississippi State Garrett Schrader, who's going to play as well. But Capper, when you have two quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks do you actually have? You have two, but most would say you have none. You know, most would say you have none. And look for Ohio's starting quarterback, yeah. Curtis Work, to make some downfield throws. They love pushing the ball in that system against Syracuse, which is one of the worst defenses in the country. So that yeah, feels lock like this one up. That feels now like a pretty fundamental philosophical question. How many quarterbacks do you have if you have two? Well, Kant would say. You probably, I, I think, uh, you probably have a third string as what well. What would Frederick Nietzsche For the say? record. Uh... He don't, he doesn't watch sports. I I think we got uh, a <laughs> capper. Your next pick here is a game I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, and it is a huge, Adam Locke in the invisible hand a of huge Tommy spot, and it is uh, San Jose State plus the two touchdowns at USC. A huge game for Nick Starkle to prove once and for all that he's not ass. And no, we're not going to stop saying that ever. Ever. I mean, that's not that's how you started out, <laughs> especially after you win you win a Mountain West championship. You come out week zero and start out a little slow, maybe, but then you just start lighting it up. Nick Starkle, yes, we can definitively say he is not ass, my dude. Um, Tate Martell, undetermined, leaning heavy ass, <laughs> leaning towards swamp ass. Um, Survey says uh, ass. But, but I, I as good as good as Starkle was, like the the San Jose State defense was really good last year as well. Um, one of the top scoring defenses in the country allowed just under twenty points a game. Um, I really love Keaton Slovis. I've talked about him many times on this podcast. Um, but there are many moments throughout the year, throughout his career, where he just makes bad decisions, bad throws. Um, trusts himself a little bit too much i think and i don't see that changing i i see san jose state forcing a couple turnovers keeping this game close enough i see starkle putting up points um and them keeping this within two scores basically i think that's pretty simple i yeah yeah go ahead i agree I, i like the pick um I do think USC has the talent to put up more than 14 over San Diego State, even though San Diego State looked great last week. That being said, I do not trust Clay Helton to have that good of a game plan this week to be able to do that. So, yeah, if I have to take a side on this, I'm taking taking what you picked, Capper. I'm highlighting a couple of the edge rushers this weekend, Cade Hall, Viliami, Fajoko. Um, yeah. Two guys that put a ton of pressure on the quarterback. 
And when you're a quarterback like Keaton Slovis, who, you know, tends to play a little bit outside of his boundaries and what the game plan calls for, um, that could be a recipe for disaster. San Jose State actually didn't force a ton of turnovers last year. Um, but COVID year, 2020, we throw, throw it out. Guess Johnson. And uh, I think it's a team that could f- could force a lot of turnovers, especially in this game. I'm interested. I do really like uh, Drake London. He performs high on everyone's athletic freaks list. He's uh, he, he's an impressive player. And also, they got Keontae Ingram, uh, uh, who used to be at Texas, talented back. I think he could be pretty good for USC. But uh, they're catching them at a good time in terms of this is a super – important game for san jose state and they got a game of warm-up i kind of agree that i could see them sort of covering backdoor i guess rain man let's go back over to your next pick which is definitively uh not west coast and this is a game when i see it i gain about 15 to 20 pounds and that is iowa versus indiana um you like uh You like the hawk. This is a game that I personally had no interest in touching, so I'm interested why it, why it made your weekly list. You like the Hawkeyes here, minus three. Yeah, number 17, Iowa, minus three versus number 18, Indiana. And what's a sneaky, really good week one matchup that people aren't really talking about that much because of Clemson, Georgia, and Miami, Bama. Uh, so the reason why I like it is because I think Iowa's the better team. I think they're at home, and they're only giving a field goal. Home field advantage is probably worth that three points or something close to that. And then you're talking about the better team, so that's going to put you over the edge. FEI actually has Iowa in the preseason at 10, which is surprising, and Indiana at 30, which is surprisingly low. I think they're probably a little bit better than that. But Iowa at 10, that caught my eye. Uh, Indiana should be good this year. BYBW favorite, Michael Penix Jr. and Ty Fro- Freifogel, Freifogel, Freifogel returns. But whew, Iowa has won seven of the last eight. They're 24-10 and 10 all-time against Indiana. Indiana had a great year last year. But what did Gus Johnson say again for the third time? Throw that out. We're going Iowa. It uh, just feels like the type of game Kirk Friends wins. I can't, for the record, I can't possibly throw out any game that Tom Allen coaches because he coaches every single game with every ounce of his heart. <laughs> it's very true. I love this football team, man. He's if we're a, not going to throw out he the always record, say he feels uh, like he's on the brink of tears. <laughs> he's just always, he's, you see it, but so he's much. He's emotional about coaching. <laughs> By 30. <laughs> so uh, Indiana, um, no matter, a little, they were ranked 11 last year at the end, they only averaged 3.1 yards per carry on the ground. Iowa should have more size in the trenches than Indiana this year, which means Iowa should be able to force Indiana to be one-dimensional on offense. And I just don't know, as good as Michael Penix and Ty Fogel are, are, I don't know if that's enough to win on the road at Iowa if, you, if you're a one-dimensional offense. So I, I just think you take the three here. You give them. Iowa historically incredible at home under Ferenc. Um Little hesitation here for me because of that line movement. Uh, opened up at four and a half, dropped to three and a half, three. Pretty even number of bets on both sides. Yeah, I think I think you I think people are starting to realize that Indiana could potentially be a good football program with Tom Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, good offensive football team. Uh, this one, I think this one's going to be pretty interesting. I I like UCF goes up. I, I, 
My, UCF up. Let's go. I think I personally think uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be prepared to place money on Indiana until I watch them play this year. I think last year they started off the season, of course, with that win against Penn State, which seemed a lot better than it actually was at the time. At the time, yeah. But it was. <laughs> it they had. It felt kind of like a magical year in a way, and I'm curious. Starting out week one against an Iowa team, the way preseasons are now, players are hitting less than ever. They're tackling less than ever. So having a week one matchup against a team like Iowa that is just going to be so physical, I'm interested to see how Indiana's defense holds up. Uh, I, I, I like this. I like that pick. Uh, we can go to the other. Fuck, man. These All these games are fucking electric, man. I'm fired up. There are some good week, week one games yeah, this week. Solid, like, it's it's pretty solid. awesome. This Sorry. one's happened Friday night, and this is uh, Virginia Tech uh, plus six for Capper against North Carolina, who is features a quarterback. Who, what's, his, what's his name? What's his name, man? How? How? Oh, that was kind of weird. We'll save that for the OnlyFans, BYBW podcast OnlyFans. Capper, why do you like – so this line kind of jumps off the page because Virginia Tech is a wild card, but they are at home. It is Friday night. Uh, I'm interested to hear your rationale because also people are saying Justin Fuente, similar to Scott Frost, kind of a lame duck. So this would be a big – this is a huge game. I mean, for the record – First off, we'll start. There's not a bigger Sam Howell fan on this podcast. There's not a bigger Bet. UNC fan we all know. Uh, on this podcast. Bet again. But first thing I'm looking at is Virginia Tech at home getting 26% of bets. Um, line under a touchdown against a UNC team that I think a lot of people are expecting to do really big things this year. Win an ACC championship. Possibly contend for a playoff spot. Um, you know, as that fourth like wild card team among a bunch of teams that like are on a similar level. Um, I think this line kind of tells you all you need to know about this football game. Um, as much as I love the UNC offense, their defense was very bad in spots last year. Um, gave up 5.8 yards of play, gave up 44 points to UVA, gave up 31 to FSU who sucked, uh, 53 points to Wake Forest and 45 points to these exact same Virginia Tech Hokies. Um, Braxton Burmeister transfers over from Oregon. He is leading that offense now. He's taking charge. What happened to Hayden Hooker? such a good... Great question. So he's in Tennessee and didn't win the starting job, but still the truth. He was still the truth. Yeah. What? Why did he? Do you know why? Um, Was there some? That's actually a mystery. Uh, Most analysts don't understand. Literally impossible. Burmeister won the job. Hendon Hooker is probably the better player. Uh, Could be a personality issue with the coach. Weird. Yeah. Weird. You know, I I think Virginia Tech has been built on a strong rushing attack over the last few years. They still have Rasheem Blackshear. and and Jalen Holston, who I think just w- could potentially run all over this UNC defense, and I don't know six is like just such a weird number because you're like oh well, they lose by a touchdown you don't cover, but that kind of makes me like it even more because they won't lose by a touchdown they'll lose by maybe three or win. <laughs> That's good enough for me. That's why I love. It's weird. It's a weird one. You know? I do. Like, it's just like, yeah. There's you, too much there. I will say this. I will be watching uh, as the biggest fan. I love the as, dogs as, this weekend. As the biggest fan, I will be watching Sam Howell every chance I get this year. Uh, I am. I am excited for that. Uh, 
Let's I go object. Next, to... uh, so I'll, I'll just say real quick. I you think. Go. go ahead. I think Capper's pick is probably right here. Uh, it stinks. I, here's how I would play it. If you like Virginia Tech, I'm taking the money line because there's a chance. UNC is such an unknown. They lost so much skill talent. They lost their two best wide receivers. They lost their best running backs. Uh, did they reload? We don't know. Were they that good because Sam Howell was that good last year? We don't know. There's a lot of unknowns with this program. UNC still has a lot of upside. If Sam Howell's as good as people are saying he might be, then it doesn't really matter. If they're not, Virginia Tech wins outright. If Sam Howell is that good, takes another step this year, then they could blow out Virginia Tech. I'd take a money line personally, but uh, I'm fine with the pick. All right. I think it's I think it's fun because um, last year they talk about how good that quarterback class was, and this one, um, there are some dudes that are very talented, and it starts with Sam Howell. You know, DJU. obviously next you go to you go to well, he's not in the draft class, but oh, the trade's uh, got another year. You go to Spencer Rattler, and then you got a pretty strong tier two group here. Um, you know, but yeah, excited. Very. Oh, excited it's like the Liberty quarterback, uh, and, and one coming up. And one of my later picks. Yeah, uh, Malik Willis, Slo- Slovis. Slovis. Um, there, there are some, there are some, there are some dudes playing quarterback. Table that, this table year. that for now, Cap. Table this that for next, now. Yeah, this well, next, it's tabled. This next game, I think, is one that uh, oddly enough, I think it is getting some hype. People are pretty excited about it, even though it's against uh, two teams that, relatively speaking, are average. But it feels like a game could tell us a lot, and that is. UCLA at uh, versus LSU. They're they're bringing uh, LSU to the Rose Bowl. Uh, just like myself, Rain Man is on UCLA. I've been I've been you know I've been high on UCLA for a while. You've you've owned you've had your stake on UCLA. I will object to the Sam Howell comments, but I will allow this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> UCLA plus three versus number sixteen LSU. Uh, this is not really a numbers pick. The numbers favor LSU. Got to be honest there. But I do think what we saw last week does matter. And in those first two quarters, that first half, UCLA just looked absolutely dominant against Hawaii. Their quarterback play. Not great. That gives me a little. That makes me a little nervous. Dorian Thompson Robinson had a pretty bad game. It was only ten for twenty against Hawaii, but those backs just couldn't be stopped. Now, what can LSU do, do here? If I'm being rational, uh, they got the two best corner. They have the best cornerback duo in college football, Derek Stingley Jr. and Eli Ricks, which means they can take away the run, the passing game, which might be non-existent for UCLA. Stack the box and protect against those great backs. That being said, I think Chip Kelly's going to be ready. I think he'll be able to scheme around it. UCLA, if they were that dominant in the first half against Hawaii, they should be able to keep it close. They're at home. And LSU's had a really weird travel week with dealing with Hurricane uh, Ira. Like, hope everyone's fine. Obviously, players going through a lot. They had to relocate from Baton Rouge to Houston all the way to L.A. I think that that sort of – mistiming with their practice and with their regime in week one could have a big impact, unfortunately, for those players. So I'm, I'm going to take the points here. Sometimes you just got to ride with money. I I guess, Capper, are you leaning the same way in this game? Um, yeah, so I looked at this one a lot, and the one thing I keep going back to is that LSU has much more talent yep. on both sides of the football than UCLA. Um, but I – it's tough because I think if you look at it, Ed Orgeron kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> they replaced all their coordinators. They lost their offensive sucked. coordinator, their defensive coordinator, and their pass game coordinator. It's he has their first sucked top three. every step of the way as a head coach, except for the one year he had Joe Burrow, who was the number one overall player, um, Joe Brady, who now is the offensive coordinator in the NFL, 
with the Panthers. And Dave Aranda, who got a uh, head coaching job at Baylor, who is like a very dominant like defensive coordinator. He's like he just like I, I don't know, man. And Jamar he just, Chase, like, he right? was so bad at previous stops at USC at Ole Miss, and he was horrible last year. They were so bad last year. Um, undisciplined football team. Just like Chris Johnson, throw it I out. Think, yeah, I just think this is the year where we find out if Ed Orgeron is Gene Chizik. Um, which maybe Gene Chizik is a generous. I think Ed Orgeron is a great personality, but I think everyone uh, is great. Own- I mean, great for college football. Uh, I he's fine for college. Bad college fine, football fine, coach. Fine for college football, but I guess the thing is, like, we'll see. Uh, you spoke to changing all the coordinators. You can look at that one of two ways. Usually, that means either yeah, maybe you're going to turn around, or if this doesn't work, you're done. I think this is very much. This game sort of reminds me, at least for Ed, like the Scott Frost-Illinois game. Not in the sense that UCLA is much, much better, but if LSU loses to UCLA, that is such a shot to LSU's sense of self. Um, yep. But they are playing. One thing you have to think about is like the this is a recruiting class that was followed that national championship game like so these it's, these it's are, elite it's elite recruiting it's elite talent on both sides of football it's just like i mean that could be the case but last year we saw some real fuckery they got some question marks at quarterback they might be through playing, a shoe they might be playing um a freshman who they're sort of teasing like a five-star freshman who they're mad teasing. max teasing might be pretty good but i'm i feel the same way ucla has a bunch of seniors and i feel like this is a game they've had circled for so long i'd be surprised if they didn't show out in this spot and uh we can stay in the pack actually for capper your last pick you're going against one of my darlings you like purdue minus seven at home versus uh oregon state uh why why do you like purdue in this spot i have no reason to like purdue so i'm genuinely interested (laughs) Well, frankly, another ridiculous line. Um, yeah, because I, I don't think when you look when you look at like college football, you look at the Big Ten, you don't think of Purdue very much. Twenty five percent of bets on Purdue this weekend at home. Line hasn't moved an inch. Um, Oregon State two and five last season. Lose Jamar Jefferson, who is the superstar in the backfield. Um, Oregon State was very entertaining last year. They lost. Five uh, or five of their seven games were within six points, um, decided by six points or less. Um, but Purdue had the number one pass offense in the Big Ten last year. Um, I know they lost Rondell Moore, but that's still a very talented wide receiver core uh, and experienced offensive line, which you like. Oregon State traveling cross country to go um, to you know play at Purdue. Both starting cornerbacks back for Purdue. Mid-country. Um, and really, Brad Lambert is a very strong hire at defensive coordinator for um, Purdue. Great football man. I think I think the line kind of tells you all you need to know. This It's like the same thing across the board. Like, you don't know. You haven't seen these teams play. So, like, where are all the hints you can get about these teams and how they'll play? Because, like, th- this line should not necessarily be seven to me because I think Oregon State has some talent um this game is more boring than ohio syracuse oh they lost a lot of games last year how dare you um oregon state kept a lot of games competitive oregon state's fun um, purdue is pretty purdue is pretty solid last year overall um for a bad team i'm 
I'm excited to watch it, but what, it's funny you say that, Capper. It's you say it's like, weird because they're playing. We, they're playing two quarterbacks, I, which I hate. I do agree with you <laughs> that like two quarterbacks. I do agree I with you it. that like week one usually has these like somewhat lines that look off, but that's usually a reason for me to want to jump towards the points, right? Because you can you never know when these like money. Because I just think it's so plausible that Oregon State could be better than Purdue, basically. I'm pretty I'm pretty old school and when you show me just live dogs week one I just want to take every single dog on the board um, so I couldn't do that with four picks I had to throw in at least one favorite and <laughs> I think one of the better favorites on the board is Purdue which is surprising it would have surprised me a week ago looking at these yeah. for the first time so. <laughs> one of those picks that really um, just makes you go huh um let's go now to rain man's last pick once again on the west coast and this is a game that man this it does this line stinks and i and i'm not sure about it but you like cal minus three versus a nevada team that has some sneaky talent which i'm sure you're aware of they do they do and that's why i paused capper earlier i'll start off the bat uh nevada is getting 73 percent of bets uh, on the road against Cal. And you ask yourself, why is that the case? And uh, yes, uh, did I embarrass myself saying DJU is in next year's quarterback class? Of course. I'm better than that. I knew better than that. Now, if you look at most bo- mocks, uh, you have Rattler, number one, Sam Howe, number two, Malik Willis of Liberty, number three, Keaton Slovis, number four. Number five is Carson Strong of Nevada. He's getting so much smoke, which is why I'm somewhat embarrassed that neither of you two disnamed his name. That was a test I was running earlier when we were just talking about quarterbacks in that draft class, and that's why Nevada is getting 73% of bets. And is Carson Strong good? Absolutely. But Nevada also had Carson Strong last year, and yeah, they were decent, but they weren't worth world beaters and Cal's defense is really really good and has been really really good for a couple of years now Uh, I think they're gonna be the best union on the field and they're returning 11 of their 12 starters and they're at home I think that's gonna be too much for Carson Strong who really is a one-man show at Nevada I'll take the home team when I only have to give three points here and I'm as shocked as y'all I'm riding and rolling with Chase Garbers my nemesis in week one I, I can't believe you're still betting on Chase Garbers after, like, I swear to God, you swore know, this fucking guy like, off 13 I, times. This is gonna, I'm gonna, this is the one that we're, I'm gonna lose. I'll be like, yeah, well, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> this is so, this game I see from a million miles away, you're gonna be so miserable watching this horrible. I it, hope I don't lose it all at Pac. It, 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 it really is something to that skew, just, to, Justin Wilcox's, to, to Justin Wilcox's credit, he did turn Cal into like a grindy team. Like he changed gonna, the identity entirely, but woof. They, he, he's won it. He's won a ton of games in the Pac-12. You guys see that little full circle with the, with the intro bit and the hope I don't lose it on Cal thing I did there. Yeah. Little, no, I missed little, it. Little, Time is a flat circle a, thing. It's kind I'm, of a nice teaser. I'm sure there is a listener that appreciates <laughs> it. We just haven't heard from them, Rain Man. Um, overall. You know, one thing I like about Justin Wilcox, he's actually got a title like uh, Willie T down at FAU. He's the Travers family head coach. <laughs> I love that shit. That's so What the hell are we doing? doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I feel like this is so much worse than like people go off on like uh, participation trophies. It's like what's more of a participation trophy than being a rich fucking person that has your name attached to like someone working? 
It's so fucking post-capitalism. Are you kidding me? Just put a fucking label on their fucking... What, what, just, what tattoo, just tattoo a I fucking think, label on the coach's forehead. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's something to aspire to. I'll let anyone tattoo to. their when name can, on my ass for enough money. I don't give a shit. When we can sponsor a head coach, the BYBW head coach, we will have officially arrived in college football. Oh, man. probably do that at some D3 school already. <laughs> I bet they we might have to look into they it. They might pay us. Let's try for Carl uh, Carlton in Northfield, Minnesota. <laughs> the only job. school where the ultimate frisbee team has more talent than the college football team itself. Here's here's five hundred dollars to name your head coach after hey, us. Coach. Okay, yeah. yeah, sounds about sure. right. Sure, for a year. Hey, okay, fine. <laughs> well, hey, co- well, what's your podcast about? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> a bench. A bench is going to cost you fifty thousand dollars because that lasts forever. Head coach, eh, they'll be gone in a year. We, well, Co- coach, we don't bet on D three. It's all good. It was an admirable, <laughs> so an admirable first uh, weekly, fellas. But now we're gonna have you know a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun. Let's have a little fun, fellas. And it's time, uh, time to get after some squeeze picks. Woo-hoo. Hey, Capper, fast forward. It's Friday afternoon. You're watching the games. What are you doing on your phone? Scrolling Twitter. No. Oh, that's right. We're over at BYBW Podcast on Instagram going viral with the hottest memes that have ever hit the application. Wow. Yeah. Forget WhatsApp. Forget Facebook Messenger. Instagram BYBW Podcast. That's it. That's a take. Is that a 30 seconds? <laughs> Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do it. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! All right, for the first time in, in far too long, these are your squeeze picks. These are the picks that are for everyone that just wants to squeeze out a little action. Um, and before we get to these picks, I want to... Just tell everyone, if you enjoy the podcast, I just would love for you, everyone, send it to a friend who also likes college football podcasts. Uh, even better, send it to an enemy. What a fucking mind fuck that would be. Uh, <laughs> college football is our bread and butter, so we're really trying to get after it. And if you have any ideas to help us get the word out there you want that doesn't involve tentacle porn, you can shoot it to bybwpodcast at gmail.com. We're open to ideas. Uh, anything that degrades Rain Man, mostly. Speaking of tentacle porn, watch my octopus teacher. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woof. Uh, very, very good. So Please cut that. With bringing college... <laughs> bring, actually, no, that's the title of the pod. Uh, bringing college football back. <laughs> uh, we are also bringing back a segment we love, which is uh, The King of the Hill, which uh, last year we premiered and I'm pretty sure we lost like seven weeks in a row. We, we ask you, the listener, to give us a pick. And if you get the pick right five weeks in a row, we'll give you both a, a segment on the pod to join us, but also just a monetary compensation that, that uh, Rain Man will discuss and cover. Uh, I think they could just have the, have the podcast at that point. Yeah, honestly, it's your podcast. <laughs> you so you're clearly better. You can at least you, name it. If you get five right. in a row, you're clearly better at this than us. So to get started, <laughs> we uh, brought back a contestant from last season. And that, of course, is uh, flying high in the sky. It's, uh, it's the aviator. 
so you fellas, uh, you fellas ready to listen to this? Let, let me pull it up for you. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Aviator. 2020. Made a bad pick. Put money <laughs> on a hardball. Never a good deal. Never put your money on doctors or a hardball. Anybody from that damn family, for that matter, or Michigan, or yeah. Yeah, you know what the deal is. Anyway, uh, this week, flying from uh, Baton Rouge out to L.A., taking Eddie O and the boys in the purple oh. and whatever uh, color yellow. Bring it on, Aviator. LSU. Taking them Tigers, minus three. Pretty sure they're going to go ahead and cover this, beat the shit out of uh, UCLA. Let them know. Show them what's up. SEC rules. Let's get this money. See y'all next Aviator week. Aviator sounds kind of like he's taking a page from Capper's book with all this SEC standing. Uh, well, how original. You know, when you're the best, you got to beat the best, Stand baby. The best. I, mean, I obviously hate the picks, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to ground that plane, Aviator. And speaking of... <laughs> And, and and speaking of picks you don't hate, ain't gonna be of picks some love, shit. It's going speaking down. Speaking of picks that you're gonna go fucking gaga for, here's a fucking four teamer that's gonna light your fucking <laughs> world on fire that I did put together in advance. I'll have you know. Before um, before you before you tell us the four teamer, tell us what you did week zero, which obviously documented but undocumented. What did you do? Um. Oh, I went four and zero. Oh. Is that good? Is that good? That could have been a four-teamer. That could have been Leave, a leave it for Joe to go 4-0 during week zero. And now we're get, making it official. Okay, Nebraska. And now we're making it official. And we got, 7 out of 10. Uh, here we're going to start with a, a game um, I, I really like, actually. And that is uh, Rice plus 19.5 uh, at Arkansas. I think it's uh, too many points in this case. Uh, Rice sure. finished... 12th in the country last year, actually allowing only 18 points a game. They got eight of their top nine tacklers back and they got a McCaffrey. They picked up a McCaffrey. I they think, picked uh, up a McCaffrey. I think, they'll pick, I think they'll pick up. I think I like uh, taking the points with Arkansas, breaking in new players uh, on offense. Uh, next, we got to pick the interesting look ahead spot uh, for Arkansas. People will yeah. be shocked by this one. I like, I like Texas minus eight versus you all. Uh, no, uh, I like them. So you a lot. They Didn't are very good. They return a ton of experience, but they got a noodle arm uh, quarterback. Uh, they were they were ten and one last year. Six games were a touchdown and less though in the Sun Belt. And I think what I look at mostly is Texas strengths in this game are on the defensive line and, and in the secondary. They look really good against a noodle arm quarterback. I think ultimately Texas's strength in in the trenches here, especially Yulala, uh, they got a center that's six foot two seventy. He's gonna have two guys around three forty rotating in, just fucking making his night not great. Um, it is a game that Texas loses all the time, um, and logically, this is a game that <laughs> they should recently. lose. So I'm gonna just take it with the points in by Acondia. So next we got uh, I, I, real quick. I'll say I I liked Yulala in this in this game until Hudson card got the start. That makes me like Texas a lot more. Casey Thompson would have been the safe pick because he's done decently before, especially in that bowl game last year, Hudson card. I think Sark's going to have some explosion. 
I like the horns that's too. They're all I, Hudson my card. Wild card. Here, here's the thing that, and here's the bigger Ooh. thing. It's like I think Hudson Card, Casey Thompson, it didn't fucking matter. The name that matters is Bijan Robinson. He is the motherfucking. Oh, Do you really truth. like him this year? He is the motherfucking truth, and you're gonna be. And I and next week Compared you're gonna be talking team. about him. You can pretend like you liked. Oh, go fuck yourself. Next we got <laughs> Bama minus nineteen and a half against Miami in Atlanta. Uh, Bama. Oh, Bama neutral site games against like ranked teams in the teens. We've seen this fucking movie before. Happy fellas. Every time it's Bama winning by at least 20 points. This is yeah, frankly 22 on average against ranked opponents on neutral site uh, in the last couple of years. So I like Bama too. Also because we don't know if we're going to get that running threat from uh Derek King this year, because it was nine months ago that he had that injury. It's free money. I think Give it's just Bama forget everything it's just you're getting bama you're getting week one neutral site game it's yeah just take this uh and last i got cincinnati minus 22 and a half versus miami ohio i think cincinnati is gonna just fucking roll through their schedule until notre dame they're locked in this year they're a very good team they have nfl talent on the team and i'm not talking about the quarterback necessarily even though he will get drafted i think they are going to be very good and this is a game that if they were if they were in the big 12 like they were supposed to be it would be a 30 point spread but i think 22 and a half is too low cincinnati i think is going to romp early in the year yeah and you saw what coastal did uh, tonight while we're recording this late on thursday coastal carolina rolled which is kind of like the foil to cincinnati last year uh grace mccall had a great game just so, shout so, out to grace mccall so so there you have it rice 19 plus 19 and a half texas minus eight bama minus 19 and a half cincinnati minus 22 and a half uh capper let's roll through your picks one more time i think i like those by the way um, for for the record, I might play that four teamer. Uh, <laughs> I actually kind of like this four teamer too. Oh, I I'm taking. Don't know how to feel. Uh, UGA is the big rubber plus three. San Jose State plus fourteen. Vatech plus six. Purdue minus seven. All right, Rain Man, Easy. take us home. Easy slate. Uh, yeah, lock the reek. Big rubber. Ohio plus one and a half for Syracuse. Number seventeen Iowa minus three versus number eighteen Indiana. UCLA plus three versus number sixteen LSU. And Cal minus three versus Nevada. But I think we'd be doing a disservice to our listeners if we didn't touch real quick on the Sunday night and Monday night games, which will have all of the attention because they're the only games of the day. Uh, Notre Dame, Florida State. I don't really have a strong lean on this one, but another squeeze. Give me Notre Dame minus seven. Like, yeah. why is Florida State getting so much smoke? Like, they, they haven't earned that. Notre Dame's been the playoff two of the last four years. They're a good team. They reload every year. Uh, seems easy here, but yeah. uh, if any of y'all have a different take. The reason why Notre Dame has been in such good shape in the past decade is because they beat bad teams. So yeah, I don't think exactly. Is... Like, Notre Dame <laughs> should win this by 14. Uh... Uh, and then Louisville, Ole Miss. Oh, points, 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 points. Take the over. Uh, Ole Miss minus nine and a half, I guess. Matt Corral, you'll uh, know his name on Monday night. Joey Freshwater. Another another great draft prospect. Points, um, points, points, points. I will. I'll take I'll take Florida State, and I will take Ole Miss. Okay. The All That's right cool. then. We're just cool. I'll take the two home teams there. Hard hit analysis from the cap. And um, you know what? We'll make a lot of money this weekend. Really tough. uh, For those watching the Ohio State-Minnesota game, 
great way to start the season. Minnesota almost did it, man. They they looked good with a lot with a huge talent mismatch, though. And I gotta say, PJ Fleck more than ever as he ages, especially looks more and more just like an angry pimple. Um, (laughs) Does PJ Fleck take the Nebraska job if he's offered? Who? No shot. No shot, right? That's Honestly, so I could corn. totally, but if there's one thing I could see PJ Fleck get really getting off on, it would be bringing back Nebraska football. Could you imagine bringing the boat to like the island of corn where there's no water? I would, <laughs> it would be amazing. Imagine if he was like confronted <laughs> with the idea of having to adopt a new metaphor. I wonder if he would just like short circuit and like literally explode. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he brought the metaphor with him from Western Michigan to Minnesota, underratedly hilarious. He Did you see the of- row on the helmets tonight? It was on the front of every helmet, or maybe it was the back, I don't remember. But it said row in capital R-O-W. Dude, that is such a... His thing. This shit is such a small step from Scientology, and how does no one else see this? It's his thing. It's probably less dangerous than Scientology. What are? Yeah, then they're going to start checking Thetan levels, buddy. 